coming up, episode nine of The Golf Guy, extended conversation with frequent guest, top 100 teacher Brady Riggs, about the Ryder Cup upcoming, as well as a review of the Solheim Cup and the season-ending tour championship. Brady has, as usual, a lot of interesting thoughts. You'll notice he has some uh, particularly interesting thoughts about the women's game and the Solheim Cup and uh, his just a background on that. He uh, taught Danielle Kang for many years and was her coach when she won back-to-back U.S. Women's Amateur events. Um, he's uh, taught a number of um, outstanding collegiate women golfers. Uh, his daughter is um, uh, one of those outstanding women collegiate golfers who's uh, in the process of trying to qualify for the LPGA Tour. So I think you'll find it interesting. Brady in particular has a lot of interesting thoughts about that, but as usual, interesting thoughts about everything. So upcoming, uh, my extended conversation with Brady Riggs. Hope you all enjoy it. Well, welcome to another edition of The Golf Guy. And uh, the, uh, uh, we have our, one of our frequent guests, um, top 100 teacher and director of instruction at Walleye uh, in Hawaii, Brady Riggs. Um, and we thought this would be an opportune time to chat a little bit about some of these uh, match, the team match play competitions. We just finished the Solheim Cup. We've got the Ryder Cup coming up. We just finished um, the wraparound PGA Tour season with um, the always um, interesting way that they do the finals at East Lake with these uh, stroke differences to try to uh, you know uh, do, which is an odd thing. We can chat about that as well. Um, maybe let's start with that a little bit so then we can get to the match play stuff, Brady. I mean, I don't think you and I've ever talked about that before, but it's, it always strikes me as a little odd. I mean, I know they've tried different format stuff and what do you, I'm curious what your take is on sort of this, uh, the way they've done it the last couple of years where, you know, the person number one has a, starts X strokes under par ahead of the field and stuff. It's, um, uh, kind of an odd thing. What do you, I'm curious what you've what your take is on that well i understand the logic because it was confusing right to watch and this guy's winning the tournament but this guy's winning the fedex cup so they they had that issue but with with that said i mean had they had this same format in place in 2018 it may have it would have prevented tiger from winning the golf tournament right winning the tour championship and maybe starting his momentum towards another green jacket in form five you know in six months time so I think it's there's they got to do something better than the guy that wins the tournament within the tournament and doesn't win anything. It's just a right. weird thing. So um, I've seen some different things, some ideas about it, which were pretty interesting. I, there has to be a better way. Somebody smarter than, than me for sure needs to come up with this solution. Just like, you know, launching a rocket. I wouldn't want to be in charge of that. I wouldn't want to be in charge of this either, but it just, it does seem like we should be able to have, a guy that wins a tour championship different than the guy that wins the FedEx cup because they are different things, but the way it's set up right now, they want them to be one in the same. And I don't know, it's just a weird thing. I feel like I understand the logic, but so many guys are out of the turn before it even begins. It's, I mean, this was very anticlimactic. I thought this, this time around and right. it was interesting because the Solheim cup was on, which was far more intriguing to be watching and interesting versus the tour championship. So I guess match play can be interesting. Who knew? Who knew that was an okay thing? Well, what do you th- what do you, what do you does, what do you think about the notion of 
paring it down to a smaller number at Eastlake and doing match play. So instead of it being 25, having it be 16 or even eight, I, you know, and having it be match play. No one seems to talk about it. I may be one of the few. I And we'll, we're going to talk about the Solo Line Cup and the upcoming Ryder Cup. And, of course, that's different team match play. But match play is so interesting to me. I think it's such a, you know, a, a fun way to sort of decide things. But we don't have it. We have uh, very few on the PGA Tour match play tournaments, almost everything stroke play. But what if you have, like, a final eight, you know, and you just said, okay, whoever, now it's it's kind of like the playoffs, one and done. And, it's you know, an interesting idea. Off. I mean, you could go pool play, which they do obviously in, in the WGC event, which is, I think WGC, is interesting right. because then you get people playing multiple matches, which, you know, nobody wants to see the ones you don't want to see Rory DJ, I guess. I mean, I don't care, but people don't want to see television. You know, execs don't want to see that happen where you get the top three or four players knocked out early. But I think if they had multiple matches, it, it, it would be interesting. I mean, I, I just, I feel like there's gotta be something better out there. I think they should come up with like, here's five ideas, you know, let's do match play on one side. Maybe we could have a couple of different formats, you know, maybe 32 guys are in instead of the 30, it expands the field a little bit. Maybe that's something you could do, but there's gotta be a better way to do it than to have the guy who wins a golf. I mean, you play four rounds of golf and the guy that has the lowest score doesn't win. That's really weird. I mean, that doesn't seem to make any sense. It's the only tournament in history where the guy that shoots the lowest four score four rounds doesn't win. I don't care if it's Q school or whatever it is, at least you win that week when you shoot the lowest score, but this, the tour championship isn't the case. So that seems strange to me. And I do understand the idea. I don't know. This is what happens when you, I mean, who cares? Honestly, who cares? Who cares who wins the tour championship? I know the players do because it's $15 million. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't think anybody cares that, I mean, you and I are pretty, avid golf watchers and followers yeah. of the game do you I, honestly I didn't watch care? a minute of it i didn't watch I, one I'm minute saying, no, nobody yeah. cares nobody cares it wasn't yeah. compelling in any way i mean the week before was interesting because you had two guys essentially playing match play with cantley and dechambo uh, which was an incredible performance on both their parts it was very compelling i mean dechambo can't chip so he's got chip yips and he's putting from all over the place and you know, hitting phenomenal drives in the middle of the 18th fairway 25 times in a row and still can't overcome Cantley, who's making everything. You know, it's fascinating, but they were the last I two mean, guys in ever, the tournament. Did you ever see anyone make putts like no. that? I mean, I, 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 I mean, everyone, center cup, I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was pretty darn impressive, wasn't it? And you kind of, I mean, I don't know when the last time, it was probably like Tiger in a major or maybe like Poulter in a Ryder Cup or something Ryder Cup, where, Ryder where you Cup feel right. like that guy's just not going to miss a putt. Like it's going in. And I just, you just had the feeling after a while, like, well, he's not going to miss anything. The Shambo's going to have to do something. It was, yeah. it was great. It was very compelling, but it was two guys, you know, coming down the stretch in a stroke play tournament. Didn't matter what the tournament was. It was compelling to watch because it was such a good battle, you know? But I think the tour championship is boring. I don't think anybody cares about the playoffs except for the players playing in the playoffs. And it's, I think it's just, it's three wasted weeks in my opinion of golf, where I'm sure a lot of those guys would, you know, especially those that are making, not making it would be more than willing to just let it go. I mean, I guess if you're, I mean, the amount of money they're making is staggering. It is staggering. 
in the playoffs. It really, really is. $15 million. Well, I guess that's great. You know, too bad we can't get some of that in the women's game. That would be helpful. But, you know, somewhere along the way, it shows that money's not really the thing. It's the prestige of the title that you're playing for, which is the most interesting thing. It's the golf course and it's the players playing on the course in something that really matters that makes a tournament compelling. I'd rather watch Riv, you know, I'd rather watch, yeah. I'd rather watch at and I'd rather watch him play Pebble come down the stretch. I, I, there's a million other tournaments I'd rather watch than the last day. Of the, I mean, you and I are not watching the final day of the playoffs. It's like not watching the Super Bowl, right? But it just shows you this isn't the Super Bowl. No, it far from it. Far from it. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's, um, it, 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 I totally agree. I mean, it's just, it's just money and nothing more. I mean, I don't particularly find Eastlake a very compelling course. Not at all. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, I mean, you know, Caves Valley, I think, you know, with the lift clean in place, I mean, it was amazing how many people were under par. I mean, it was just, it just gouged it. I mean, it's just, um, you know, they, I don't care how long it is. I mean, they just gouged it. It's, you know, and yet you go to something like Riviera or Pebble, neither of which is nearly as long as, as Caves is. And, you know, they have their trouble because they're such great designs. Um, and um, so that was the other thing, too. I just don't think they're played on very compelling golf courses either. No, um, I agree. So. I know Eastlake, we're supposed to like, you know, it's Eastlake, right. it's Bobby Jones, <laughs> it's but it's boring, you know. <laughs> so I don't care, you know. I just don't care. You know, give me give me something else. Why it's rain? You know, you got weather delays for sure, right? Because you're in the middle of the, of the summer, so every tournament in the playoffs is getting delayed, and they're I, I don't know. It just doesn't. I just don't care, and I don't care about the wraparound season, and nobody cares about the wraparound season. Is anybody going to watch the tournament in Napa? Does anybody care? No. Oh. It's just another event on the tour, which, you know, they've got to play every week, I guess. Right. I think this is the only week off the entire you know year. Right. And it just, it gets boring. It really does. You know, at least Hawaii is different, you know, like, Oh, look, it's Kapalua. You know, it's pretty, you know, and you get to see some views and they got the music playing and the breaks, you know, and it's okay. I can live with that, but I don't know. The product is, is, is very dull and there's nothing about it that makes me, say to myself what time's the tour championship on well let me ask you some just one other thing on the schedule because part of what you know the tour has done you know the, so the whole wraparound they wanted to finish it all before football and then and and sort of have their big finale before football which as we talked about isn't much of a big finale because two people like you and me aren't even watching it and then they moved the majors up um, do you like sort of the way the majors are that the PGA is now in May? Because you could kind of, if you kept the old schedule uh, in terms of the majors, you could kind of have the PGA sort of be your finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be a season event, but you'd have your last major, and that would be kind of a natural close to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they and, used to uh, call it history's last chance. Remember CBS's yeah. glory's last, I think glory's glory, last whatever, chance, right? Yeah, whatever stupid yeah. thing they had going. But it yeah. was, it was the last time to have a chance to win a major. I don't know. It, it, it definitely, it made the time between Augusta and, and the open, you know, a little, it, it was, it was interesting. You know, we had that time in there with the players and all that stuff going on, but right. I don't know. It's, you know, 
I think in some ways it, it's easier now because it's over four months instead of five months that you could get hot and win more of them if you're playing really, really well. Oh, right. But I don't know. I, you know, it's all done for, for the same reason and it's not right. a good reason. No, I, I, that we agree with. So let's, so go, go, going to some of these team events. So you and I both, while we were not tuning into the tour championship, mm-hmm. we were tuning into something that I think both of us felt was a lot more compelling. The Solheim cup. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say the women's U.S. Open tennis final, which was incredibly compelling, where the winner got paid $2.5 million for winning the U.S. Open, right? Raducanu made $2.5 million, two teenagers going at it. And yeah. somehow women's athletics seems to be something that you could watch and be very interested in, and it might be worth some money despite Djokovic thinking that they should get paid less because they're only playing three sets, even though he couldn't somehow muster up the strength to win his grand slam. So I'll get off my soapbox for a second, but I would just say the most compelling things on television this last weekend, when it comes to golf were number one, the Solheim cup and number two, the U S open women's tennis final, which I watched the entire thing and all the preliminary matches versus the tour championship, because it was really great tennis, you know, and the golf in the Solheim Cup was really good golf. And I just get so frustrated because, and I, I know we'll get to the Solheim Cup in a second, but what a missed opportunity, right? That the PGA Tour cannot somehow muster the intelligence or the strength to partner in some way with the LPGA Tour and yeah. come up with a format that would be, you know, good for both parties and good for the game. I mean, don't we want young women playing golf? I think we might, you know, maybe next year on a president's cup year where the Solheim cup now, because it's, it's, it's on the same year as the Ryder cup. Right. And I'm assuming it's going to stay this way. Maybe that we can do some team format instead of another boring president's cup, which nobody watches and nobody cares about. How cool would that be if we had men's and women's team event across the world, you know, with like four players, six players, whatever it is, that would be fascinating. That'd be fascinating. But I think there's a place in, in, in the golf world for match play events, and there's a place for team match play events. And we're seeing that. I think every year the NCAAs now is very compelling to watch. It's really yeah. interesting watching on the guy's side and the girl's side. And the Solheim Cup, I thought, was a tremendous, like it was, it was just waving the flag. Hey, look at how great this game is on this side. Look at how good these players are. It was, it was really, really fun to watch, despite the fact that it wasn't as close as, you know, as it needed to be, as it would have been fun to watch even more, but I don't know. It was, it was really, really good. And I thought it was great for the game and I was fired up to watch it. I watched every, almost every shot. So it was terrific. I know. I I agree. What surprised you? I, we agree. You and I chatted a little bit earlier and we agree. It was not as close as the final score, you know, might indicate much the way the Stanford USC game wasn't as close as the final score. Just wanted to work that in, um, but uh, I digress. The 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 um, uh, you know, and then USC's out of coach, but that's for another podcast. Thankfully, I don't thankfully, do. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 it, but back to the Solheim Cup. I mean, the fifteen, the final score wasn't as, even though they could, actually could have won it. You know, as you were saying, a couple of putts wasn't as close as it 
as it um, as as one would have um, uh, as, as the score might indicate. Was that a surprise to you that that Europe was as strong as they were? And given you know we've got the Court of Sisters, we've got Danielle Kang, we've got um, you know all of these strong U.S. players. Was that a surprise that uh, Europe um, really dominated the way they did? No. And it's not going to be a surprise when Europe dominates in this Ryder Cup again this year. And I think for some reason, world ranking points seem to matter so much to the prognosticators on these team events, right? Well, look at the world ranking on these players. Well, it clearly doesn't matter. I mean, it's been proven time and time again that that doesn't matter in a team event. And that maybe the world ranking isn't the best way to rank players. So maybe they need to change their system or whatever. But I mean, that's what makes it so fun. It's on any given Sunday, basically, when you've got two players playing match play or four players playing match play against each other. It's it's it, it basically comes down to a lot more than who has made the most money or, you know, had the best season overall. It comes down to form and form matters. You know, who's in form at the time? And the European team had players that had played very well in the Olympics. They played well in, in the AG Women's Open. And, and we clearly had a player that was playing really well, you know, in, in Corda. But she was at the end of a very long season. You know, she just won the gold medal. And she didn't have her best stuff. And it sort of seems to be our theme, you know, when it comes to these team events, that we have Tiger Woods or we have Phil or we have, Nellie Corda or Daniel Kang, and they don't deliver, you know, and you could say, well, it's a team event. It's harder that way, but I don't know. I mean, Clayton Kershaw needs to pitch well, or the Dodgers won't win. It's a team event, you know, Yeah. Tom Brady has won. And as much as it pains me to say being a Packers fan, he's won a lot of Super Bowls, you know, somewhere along the way, the guy might be really good and he seems to get it done when it matters, you know, that great line in sports that we all love. This is why we love sports, right? Big time players make big time plays and big time games. And I don't know where they were. They didn't make those big time plays, you know, and I know they wanted to, I don't doubt their, their dedication and their, their desire to, to be successful on that stage. But that's why these team events are so fun because there's so much at stake when there's nothing at stake. You know, it's just all pride. It shows like money's not a motivating factor for the players playing the game. And it certainly isn't one for people watching the game. If $15 million to the winner didn't make a bit of difference for you or I watching the tour championship and we're watching these ladies compete their butts off for no money. I don't know. It was pretty interesting to watch. I thought it was, it was great. I mean, what did you think? What, what was missing on our side, why are we why are we not able to come through? I don't know. I I, I looked at that team. I mean, you know, Lexi, that you know, both Nelly, her sister Danielle. I mean, you know, Danielle Kang. You know, match play. Mm-hmm. You know, historically with the back to back U.S. Women's Amateurs, so someone who's just has always seemed to me to be a dynamite match play player. And I just looked at it. I I I, I thought for sure that they would win. Um, and, um, I was, I don't know what was missing. I mean, that's fair that, you know, for Nellie Corder, who's, you know, had such a phenomenal year, maybe she was a little tired. Um, it's been a long year. Um, maybe that was what it was, but I was just surprised by that. I, I, I really, I mean, that's where we, I mean, Lexi, the two Corder sisters, Danielle, I mean, I just thought, you know, however many matches they played, I mean, those, 
they would garner a huge number of points, but didn't happen. Obviously, I, and, uh, I think just watching it, one thing that bothers me is, you know, I don't mind fist pumps. And I, I love all that part of the sport. I think it's great. But like when you're two down, you know, and the player you, you, you two putt for par because the player went in the bunker and, you know, hit a bad bunker shot and missed a 15 footer for par. And then you had a birdie putt and you lagged it down there and you won the hole with your par and it's the eighth hole and you're down two and you just became down one and you're walking off the green, you know, like, can I, you know, it's like, I, I hate that crap. Like that's not, no. I mean, I think we have a home field disadvantage almost, you know, it seemed like we were so busy playing to the crowd instead yeah, of playing golf, you know, it's match play. I mean, all of us know that played any golf on any level as much as we're, we would, any of those girls would absolutely destroy us, right? For sure. Even in our primes, we would have yeah, no chance. 100%. No, Way 100%. better player than I could ever dream of being. But somewhere along the way, just shut up and play. Shut up and play until the end. You know, keep playing. Don't don't get there. You know, it's like, that's a distraction from what you're trying to do. You know, in my opinion. But I don't know. I think it's really, it's interesting because there is nothing on the line except for the fact that you're playing in what amounts to the most stress you've ever been under for no reason, you know, because it matters. That's why it's so fun, you know? And I thought it was very, it was, it was interesting. We were down three points after the first session in the morning we can never come back from that. You know, we lost by two points. So we did win essentially after the first session, but the first session counts, unfortunately. So, yeah. but it was back to that same old story, which we've seen time and time again in these team competitions with us in Europe and that, they make the big putts and win the last hole. And we tend to not do that. And I don't know if there's anything you could do to change that. Right. It's like, it just, it's like a foregone conclusion that if it's tied going to the last hole, we're going to find a way not to win that match. Or if we're leading, we're going to, we're going to have the match. And it's all those little half points, you know, that you give away when they, when you lose the last hole where you could have had a half and you got, you got, beat you know you lost the full point and then you were up one going to the last hole and you found a way to lose the hole i mean they had all four of those matches come to the 18th hole and we were down three and a half to a half after the first session so that's i think the thing to look for now like in the rider cup coming up is can can we execute coming down the stretch you know and find a way to win close matches you know it, it's it always comes down to that right that's what that's what great teams do and great players do it always does come down to that, but it is remarkable when they were talking about the Solheim Cup or the Ryder Cup, how the Americans just consistently over the years, just mm. with some exceptions, but, you know, just have not made the big putts they, and, and the critical putts on 18. And um, these are players who, you know, as individual competitors have done that time and time again, but I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't either. It's, Did, were you on Twitter this week, Larry, at all? No, the European tours uh, put out a thing from 2018. It was the video the like the pump up video for the European team before the Ryder Cup from 2018. Okay. Or 20. Yeah. 2018. And it was awesome. I mean, you had Olaf Thobble crying in there because he was talking about Seve and like it was Sam Torrance, right? Like, you know, I mean, talk about respect, right? I mean, Sam Torrance, for God's sakes, Sam Torrance is talking about how like, you know, th this is about winning. This is what this is about. And there was no like, hey, we're here to have a great time. And isn't it awesome to yeah, have all right. of the wives here? 
and we have the, <laughs> you know, like it's just an experience to be had. And it's okay if we, that none of that crap's going on. These guys are there to win and they want to, they want to beat our brains in. And if you look at like Poulter and Westwood and Darren Clark and Ola Thobble and then Sam Torrance, now you come through this current generation of players. I mean, how many players have you never heard of again that kicked our butts in the Ryder Cup? Oh, there's lead. There's loads. Peter Baker. Like what, what happened to that guy? Remember that guy? You know, like there's so many weird names that just, well, that guy was. Oh, David Gifford. I mean, I can think of all these people. Yeah. What, uh, how did these guys. Where's he, what's he doing now? He's probably, you know, I mean, I don't think he's playing golf. I don't know what he's doing now. I never heard of him before or since. No, it's amazing where they just pull these guys out that, and, and it's like, I think they just have a different mentality. I think, you know, there's all the analogy. Well, they hang out together and they play together on the road and they travel and they all that's and that very well might be the reason. I have no clue as to why that's the case, but somewhere it just matters more than to them than it does to us. You know, we're like totally okay. Hey, we won our fifteen million dollars at the FedEx Cup. This is great. This is fabulous. <laughs> you know, like I, I just wish they. I mean, the war by the shore. Well, I know, I get that it was a little contentious and all that, but man, it was fun to watch, right? Oh, compelling, most compelling thing. I mean, it, I, it I, I mentioned, you know, I I actually, so Brady and I were talking about a, a little ahead of time. I was at a um, SCGA event today and, and Dave Stockton spoke and they ran a little clip of the um, final day of the war by the short, you know, and um it just it just seeing it all, I mean, it's 30 years ago, but just seeing it all again and all those, you know, Corey Pavin's bunker shot on 17 and, you know, and, and it just, and of course, you know, Montgomery and Cal Kovecki and, you know, just, just so much drama that last day. I mean, it, that was, it was unbelievable. I agree. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're playing for more than just, uh, you know, a hangout week in, in Wisconsin, right. That we've got coming up. And I just, I don't know, somewhere along the way, I, I was like, where, well, who, whose team room would you rather be hanging out in afterwards? Right. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> it's not, not, not a challenge, right. I'll go hang out with Lowry right. and that group yeah. because that group looks yeah. like they're having a really good time. I just think they appreciate the competition. They love the fact that it's, you know, they, they always somehow are the underdog for some reason, despite how many in a row they've won, you know, over the underdog, they play the role perfectly, you know, and they, they galvanize the group and they have captains that are inspiring. And we have none of that going on. None of that. Talk to me if you could, Larry, about Patrick Reed. Should he have been on that team? I was going to get to that. So let's talk about him. So, um, you know, of course, our, our captain said he lost sleep over mm. that decision. Um, yeah, Susan know, Collins um, and him have a lot in common, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Had to be the, done. You brought up Stanford. Yeah, I yeah, got my yeah, shot. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you did. Um, the, um, you know, I here's the thing. I mean... I don't know what his, he has not been particularly sharp recently. And then he was, had his double pneumonia. I don't know what his health situation is. That COVID. Said, he had COVID. 
Yes. Right. Whatever yes. you let's call just, it. Right. Let's yeah, just get move past. We've had enough lying going on in this country for a while. Let's stick with the facts, which is, yes, he had COVID. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. What, 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 you know, just, I was using what he said. Yeah. But, um, but, but um, uh, and I don't know what his physical state is and, you know, and whether between his, you know, recent illness and the, you know, not playing as good the last couple of months. But I thought some of these um, captain's picks were kind of interesting. Um, and I was, he was one I was a little surprised at, um, but I could kind of rationalize it. I thought he might pick Kevin Na um, just because he's been so sharp lately. And, but I don't know, maybe they thought because Whistling Straits is such a long course that that wouldn't play to his strength. Um, what do you think about picking Scotty? I mean, um, would you have done that? I mean, well, what's the last, what's, what's the last tournament he's won on the PGA tour? I'm having trouble remembering it. It was um, the, uh, tour. It was the web.com. Oh, I'm sorry. It's corn fairy, corn or whatever, fairy. Tour that is. Corn whatever fairy. that tour was. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the answer well, would be he's won no tournament. That would the be the PGA answer. Tour. That would be the answer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Kevin now won the unofficial tour championship he won last week but he just didn't win because he only won the four round total for the event which we know doesn't right, matter right, right. so he won that tournament that the ghost the ghost tournament that was going on um we talked about it before in the women's side form matters right yeah form matters so who's been playing well if he would have had if if, if stricker says look I have no idea what his health situation is. He hasn't played lately. Um, how you're playing this moment matters more than anything in the world. If he was playing well, he'd clearly be on this team, but I don't know. And he's too much of a question mark at this point. And we got to go with players that are, that are informed. So that's my decision. But of course he didn't say that, you know, didn't go that route. I, I personally like Kevin Na. I mean, we've talked, we talked about it. What, what changes the outcome of it in these events? What's the difference maker? Putting. Is there a guy? And that's just what I was going to say. I mean, his short, game, is, is his short game is the best in the world. I mean, he's he's in the top yeah. two or three in strokes game around. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal. He's a witch around the greens. And if you're going to play in an alternate shot, right? If you're going to play foursomes, sorry, didn't use the right term. But if you're going to play foursomes, you kind of need a guy who can get up and down. Really right. kind of matters. So I don't know. I put Kevin Na in two of those in both sessions of foursomes and I'd take my chances. I wouldn't put him in the four ball because, you know, right. and then I'd, I'd say, okay, go win some, go win your singles match. Cause you can do that. And talking about firing right. up the crowd, I mean, the dude will walk after putts and do all kinds of fun stuff. Right. Right. But yeah, I agree. That Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Scheffler hits it far. We understand this is, this is a, this is, I guess, always going to be the common denominator now on who gets picked for whatever it is, is that they have to hit it far. But you know, I don't know. Corey Pippen was pretty good in match play. He didn't hit he very sure far. Was. And, and, and so that's, yeah, to me, that was the one that stuck out more that Kevin Na, you know, Scheffler's there in, instead of Kevin Na, as opposed to Scheffler instead of Kevin, uh, Patrick Reed. Because I and just Kisner thought, too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, Kis there's another guy that he's nails. He is a great match nails. play player. And, and he's yeah. always a great match play player. And he doesn't hit it very far. Right. I, I don't know how, let's see, two guys that keep it in play and hit a lot of greens. Hmm. That sounds intriguing in a four, in foursomes, right? 
Yeah. Like fairway 100%. green, fairway green. I, I'll, let's put Kisner and Nod together and let's see what they can do. I think they'd be fantastic in that setting. Yeah, and then maybe we I could agree. set up a golf course that is like conducive to, to playing to our strengths once in a while too, you know, like we just push the rough back and some holes. That's fine. You know, make it wide open because clearly in Paris, they found the formula for us. The dumb Americans will hit driver on every hole and put it in the rough and we'll grow it real high and we'll hit the fairway and kick their butts. And that's exactly what they did. So yeah. I, I, th- I feel like we get the strategy wrong and I feel like we, we, we don't take the players to do the one thing that we have clearly not been able to do coming down the stretch, which is make some putts. So what happens if Kafka can't play? Who's he going to take? I mean, can't take Reed well, now, right? I was going to ask you. Well, right. I mean, so what is the story with Kepka? I mean, it's, it's, it, I keep, it, it's, it was a week ago, right? People saying, well, is, what, what's his story? Health not good and stuff like that. But what are we going to like wait until the last day? I don't even, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything more about him making a change. I think he was just fine. You know, I think he probably, he definitely hit a tree root. You know, we all know that does not feel very good and probably just being cautious because it's the same risk that he's had some issues with. And he's like, screw it. I'm going to make $395,000 anyway because I'm going to finish right. at the bottom of the playoffs on, on the 30th, which is what he made. I think he made 395 for the week or something crazy like that. So what did he care? You know, it's not like he didn't get a paycheck that week. Right. he did so you know, somewhere along the way i mean i think he's gonna have to be able to hit shots and play but i, I just don't think it's gonna be an issue they, they haven't even alluded to it being a problem at this point but if he can't play it's an interesting conundrum i don't know how you don't take kevin at this point read liking tweets on social media that were condemning stricker's pick was not very Any unlike didn't he unlike him and liked him and uh, uh, i mean i <laughs> the, the, the level of just abject stupidity going on right like did you not know that kepka's wrist was jacked up like maybe that was not the greatest move of all time was to like those tweets that's i mean how stupid can you be you know but you know good great i i, I just I, I wish we we would realize that i think if you had to pick if you had a fairly even couple of dudes right in terms of how well they played over the season and one guy's really long and the other guy puts really well it's match play you know how many match play have you had you know in your life larry i mean does it piss you off when the guy hits it by you or is it harder to play a guy that makes everything the putts always the putts drives you crazy right he hits it in the junk he misses the green you're in the middle of the fairway knocked on the green and you're inside and, and here's what it is and here's what always happens you're inside of him for your birdie and and he's putting for par and he makes it after having, you know, as you say, hit it all over the place and you miss your birdie and, you know, you, you walk off no blood, even though he, he hit it off all over the place and you played the hole perfectly. That's what gets under your skin. Yeah, there's no blood except the one that your just heart has been impaled, right, again and again. Right. And then, right. you, you know, that dialogue in your head that you have as a player, right? Like that you're not supposed to have, but you have anyway, right? This jerk's going to make everything today. There he did it again. He got up and down again. Is he ever going to miss a putt? And now you're so concerned about the guy instead of playing your game. And this is the totally. mental weakness of us amateur players. You know, even if we're, we have PGA next to our name, remember we're 
we're golf professional we're we're golf professionals not professional golfers for sure but you know those guys are there they have to i don't care what level you're on watching a guy bury a bunch of putts on you it is not fun it is not fun and and in a four ball you want guys to make a lot of birdies but in foursomes pars are good scores you know yeah and for sure you want a guy who keeps him playing can get up and down that's just so important you know you don't beat yourself the other team runs off eight birdies in a foursomes match tip your hat give up the point but we tend to give points away and we can't do that i mean who is the worst guy ever to play in the Ryder cup since you know europe's been added who's the one guy you never wanted to play in Europe. That you don't want yeah, who you do you want not to want to, if you're American who did you not want to see who is the one guy you never wanted to see in match play Poulter Poulter okay let's go further back go further back who's the one guy who, who's the guy who changed it all oh Seve right I mean how yeah. brutal was it to play the guy yeah he hit well, in the parking lot a bunch of yeah i mean uh, for the yeah i'm just uh, let's take away the other stuff but just like in terms of the plane i mean is there anybody ever more difficult to play than a guy that can no. do that with a short game no you know i mean i don't think DeShambo's intimidating anybody right why did shambo lose to cantley why did he not win that couldn't make a putt yeah. right i mean yeah, it, when it comes play. to one-on-one like you've got to make putts like that's the thing that that takes you over the line. You know, you can't just place. You know, it's not seventy-two holes of ball striking. We're talking about eighteen holes where a lot can happen in a short amount of time. You know, where you you sometimes you can't you don't have enough time to come back when when you got a bad break or two, and then somebody's made two twenty-five footers on you. You're four down all of a sudden. You know, like well, this is over. You know, it's not seventy-two hole event where you're oh over time it'll no. all even out. There's no overtime in match play. There's no balancing there's it's not going to even out you know like you just get beat by a guy who's hot on the greens because 18 holes so I, I i think it's going to be that that'll be the thing like who can who can win the 17th and 18th hole the most you know what what team is is making putts at the end and we have an expectation of them doing it to us because they do it every single time they do it every time they do it every time it's fascinating it is just so fascinating to watch. I, I, it's, I think the Ryder Cup I mean, and the Solheim Cup are just, they're awesome. And I, I hope this stays this way, that it's like a September, you know, it's like this this time frame of four weeks or whatever it is where they're playing these two competitions. Plus, they'll be on the same continent, you know, which is so cool, right? I mean, they're both in the United States in two years. They're both going to be in Europe, right? I mean, how awesome is that? I think it's great. I mean, it's going to make for no, I, great, I, I, great stuff. I agree. I mean... So I, I'm just curious, some of the other captains, because I mean, did you, you talked about Scotty, who I would not have picked. Um, uh, the rest of them, I mean, Jordan seems like the right, uh, pretty easy pick. I take him, um, yeah. Uh, Xander, Shoffley? No brainer. I mean, guys, I mean, he clearly was able to, to do what he needed to do with his short game in the Olympics, right? Because he was struggling right. a little bit. Tita Green in the Olympics was not coming down the stretch he was struggling but he got the job done i mean look at the guys we're talking about here right like i mean the no-brainers are spieth and xander they both have great short games and they they both are able to make things happen at the end of a round scheffler hits it far well that doesn't make him like a compelling pick finau no. i mean finau i think it's going to add a lot to the team 
you know, I think he's going to be interesting on that team. Do you worry about his, don't you worry about his putting a little bit? Yeah, but I, this is where like strategy matters, right? Like put him in the, put him in four ball, you know, put the bombers in four ball together let them hack away and smash it down the fairway and make a million birdies. And then when they struggle a little bit on a hole, it doesn't make a bit of difference. And then put the guys that can play, you know, a t- controlled tee to green game and make a lot of putts. Those are the guys in foursomes you want to have, you know, we, we, we have to like, I'm sure I'm stricker nor most way more about golf than I do. I, I grant him everything. However, you know, let's see how they do the lineup. Let's see what they do, you know, and, and will we, will we play our best players a lot? I think we should. I mean, Leona McGuire, not to go backwards, but she had four and a half points. Four and a half points. She played every single match as a rookie. Right? Hot hand. So Katrina put her out every single match and rode her to the cup. We had Nellie Corda, who had won the Olympic gold medal and is quite a good player. And if you watch her hit the ball oh, versus Leona McGuire... I mean, look at her ball striking versus Leona McGuire. It's not even in the same universe. But Leona McGuire made everything. That's why she was successful in match play. But I don't know why we sat Nelly. I would never have sat the number one player. This whole rest thing, I mean, come on. It's golf. Uh, honestly. It's, it's three days of golf. It's alternate shot. It's foursomes. It's not that big a deal. I mean, these ladies are great athletes they can do this all day i think we we needed to have her out there you know for sure i 100 percent agree it's just got it you got to have the best players out there i mean i don't know how you sit her like, i just, i would have told her before the week i like you're playing every match just absolutely you're the best in the world you're playing every match you're playing every match just, I'm, I'm not don't even i'm not unless you tell me something's hurt you're you're going to play every match i'm just letting you know in advance and i expect you to go out and Make, you know, win four points, you know, three and a half. If, if we're having a bad week, you know, this is what you got to do. You know, I mean, Leona McGuire, if she goes two, two and one over that span, uh, uh, we don't win the cup or they, they don't win the cup. We do. Right. 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 So you got to find your horse and you got to ride it. So, you know, we, we have been incapable of having our best players play well in the Solheim cup in this last one, and definitely in the Ryder cup as the years have gone by and we haven't made putts coming down the stretch. So those are the things that we, we better do if you're going to have any chance to win. And I know we're the favorites again, right? I, I love the thing. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but they have like the world ranking of our players versus the Europeans, the most useless picture I've ever seen other than later after it's all over. When you say, like once again, the world ranking means absolutely nothing because who cares? It's match play, you know? So it makes it so great. It, it really, it really makes it great. I did like it when it was a little more, I don't know. I wish we'd like f- get fired up a little bit about it and not just be happy to be there. It's a great experience. And I don't see the European scene it that way. I really don't. Well, I, I, I completely agree they don't. I, I didn't think we did as much either the last few times, but I don't know strategically. I, I thought, you and I have talked a little bit about this in the past, I think. I thought what Azinger did at Valhalla with the pods and everything 
you know, made a hell of a lot of sense. And, and not just because they won, but when you talk to the players, you know, after the event, they talked about how meaningful that was and how effective that was. And then, of course, we don't even have to be captain again. See, that's another thing that Europe seems to do. They, I mean, how many times was it Sam Torrance and Tony Jacklin? I mean, there's a continuity there. We sort of, I mean, not to, um, maybe this is a bit of an overstatement, but we, it's like, what do we feel like? Every PGA champion needs to be have a captaincy at some point in their life. I mean, it's like the, you know, every kid gets a trophy for participating. I mean, why is it, you know... I mean, Azinger clearly did a phenomenal job as captain. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he captain for, you know, two, three Ryder Cups in a row? I don't know. Katrina Matthews been the captain of the Solheim Cup. They keep winning. You know, they don't. Yeah. They tend not to change things that are working. I, I. The other thing I think is that we have, we tend to have players that are. They they act as if they're bigger than the game in some ways, right? So you got Phil and Tiger and that whole thing. When Sutton did that, that was really effective. And, you know, that that's always been an issue, right? And then now we've got, I mean, I love the thing the other day was uh, I, I saw a picture and it said, well, Brooks hates Bryson and DJ hates Bryson and Cantley hates Bryson and Bryson hates everybody. And it's it's like, you don't ever get a sense that anybody on the European team is like bigger than the team. You know what I mean? Right. You totally. never get that sense with them. Never. No, no. And you know, you got Mickelson being Mickelson, which, you know, he's trying to, I guess he's trying to like take his share of the pot of the extra money that goes out for the social media influencers with the stupidest thing I've ever seen on the tour now. Oh, right? I hate that. I hate that. The tour what in the that. heck is that about? I mean, it's so stupid, but this is their big thing. Right. So, I mean, Phil's not even on the team, but you know, I, I don't know. I just, it just gets, it gets tiring. It gets tiring that we're, you know, we watch a, a group of guys on another continent that are speaking different languages that seem to have better teamwork and, and play for each other more than we do here. It, maybe it's just I, our, our whole cult, culture that we're so. I, I agree, but I, I also have to, t- I have to tell you, looking at the European team, I'm not so sure why anyone's saying that the Americans are favorites. I mean, it's a pretty damn strong team. I mean, I have to tell you, you know, I I, I must have had a uh, brain cramp and forgotten that Norway was part of Europe because, you know, when I saw the list, I thought, shit, they have Victor Hovland. I mean, you know, who I hadn't even thought about. He's a pretty good player. Uh, And, you know, they've got him. And, you know, and obviously they've got Rom. We all know Spain is part of the Ryder Cup. I mean... You know, and and uh, it's a really strong team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, it's not so clear to me why the Americans should be. I don't, I, I don't know who's saying who's favorites, but the, but I've seen a couple of things. You know, the Americans are favorites. I don't see that. It's not so obvious to me. It isn't to me either. You know, and it wasn't in the on the Solheim Cup either. I, I think what's interesting is like the Solheim Cup team. You're talking about, you know, Norway. I mean, the number of girls from Scandinavian countries that are so good, you know, and it's interesting watching them play. They're just very stoic and really good. And, you know, just not riding emotional roller coasters. So tough to play in match play. And then Leona McGuire, you know, she's Irish. She's, she's not going to be animated about anything. Right. She's just making every (laughs) bomb on you. 
you know, it's like that formula works pretty well. You know, it's the players that they're just quiet. They just go about their business. They're really difficult to deal with. They're really tough unless they're like Furyk and some of the other players that we've had that just tend to lose a lot, you know, in, in the Ryder cup. I, I don't know. I, I think it comes down to like, I think they care more. I think they, 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 they want it more, you know, they tend to work better together and they make cuts coming down the stretch that we don't. And it could all not matter. We could be completely wrong sitting here, you know, in, in 10 days time when, you know, the Americans are, are lifting the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits because they just dominated the European team. But I don't see that happening very much. So, I, you're gonna, so let's so let's wind it up with predictions. So I, it sounds like, are you predicting a European victory? Yes, I am. I think they're going to win. You know what? I, I am I too. I, I, I look at this U.S. team and I think, I mean, I, I, I think Tony Finau is a wonderful guy. I don't, I don't think he's going to do squat in this. Um, I think Scotty Sheffley is going to hit everything over in Lake Michigan. I don't, um, I, I just, I don't, because um, I, I, you know, he, look, he's a, obviously these are all gifted players, but I, I mean, I was, oh, you know, I wasn't joking when I said, what's the last PJ victory he's had? I mean, he's been in contention and he hasn't gotten the job done. Um, and that may be tough to say, but it's, those are the facts. Um, I, I just have a hard time sort of taking someone who's never won, you know, and, and making them, you know, on, on, on this stage. I mean, I, I just think there's something to close. Look, there's plenty of people who've won a million times and are terrible Ryder Cup players. But I mean, I just think there's something to closing out a PGA tournament that, you know, if you haven't shown and, and Fino, as wonderful as he is, as phenomenal athlete is, I mean, okay, he granted, you know, may, you know, he's been hot last week. He's not, he's not 22. I mean, you know, he's been around a long time and he's, I mean, how many final rounds have we come, seen him come down? Not gotten the job done. Well, he's won, um, he's and, won and, twice, right? I mean, Harris English, like, I, I think that's one of the better picks. You know, Harris English has won golf tournaments, you know? He has. I mean, I don't, yeah. Quietly. Look, if I, if I mean, does Tony Finau have more of a wow factor for how far he hits the ball and the way he hits the ball than Harris English? Absolutely. But Harris English has gotten the job done, you know, multiple times recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Hartford playoff, you know, when, what, eight holes or something mm-hmm. at, the, at the Harvard? I mean, you know, those were some pretty impressive saves he had in that. I mean, there were more than one time where I thought he was going to lose that. I mean, he's shown it. Um, and, um, you know, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I mean, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be close. It's always close. But I look, um, you look down that list of people on the European team. I mean, it's an impressive group. I, I, um, I don't know. I, uh, I, like I said, I mean, Victor Hovland was one I didn't think about. I mean, Fleetwood, you know, obviously Rory, Rom. I mean, Westwood's played great this year. Poulter, all it has to be is a Ryder Cup, and you know Poulter's going to play well. I mean, I actually, and, and the other thing is, you know, we're not exactly picking a course they're unfam- that they're, un- uh, right. that they're uh, not familiar with. That, that's another thing. I mean, why do we pick these courses that, you know, they have so much experience? I mean, how many, Whistling Straits, they played, most of these guys played multiple major tournaments there. I mean, if you, if you're in Europe and you've played a major at Whistling Straits, 
you not only played the four rounds, you went out because it was a major, you went out mm-hmm. ahead of time. They mm-hmm. know Whistling Straits. I mean, I would pick a course that they've never played a tournament on. Um, you know, I just, anyways, I mean, it. Other than Hazelton, uh, I hope. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hazelton. Uh, although I think it's a lot better course than it was, you know, when Dave Hill called it, you know, what's it missing, right? 80 cows and, you know, got fine. But in the, when the first U.S. Open was there, I mean, I think they've been, it was horrible then. I think they've improved a lot since then, but yeah, not Hazelton. But, um, you know, I don't know. Pick national golf links. Um, pick, you know, uh, you know, something like that. Or, you know, I'm sure we could pick other courses. I, I just don't like picking these courses that the Europeans are that familiar with. I just don't think that's much of a home advantage. I, I agree, mean, but you, you know, there's the a whole other coast. Every time. What's that, guys? There, there's a whole other coast, too. There's the whole West Coast. I mean, there's some good golf courses on the West Coast. There's nothing there, good there sure south of... There's nothing good south of L.A., but yeah, nothing good south of LA. I can think of one good golf course south of LA, including Torrey Pines. So, but I think if you go north, there's, I mean, it's fantastic. Los Angeles going north. You know, let's, let's, I'm, we've got to find a golf course in there that we can play. But it's interesting because you think about it and it's like, okay, Lynx golf suits who? Clearly the Europeans, right? Yeah. Okay, well, let's go, we can go then, let's go to Seattle. We'll play some. Place the holly, right? Well, that's not good for us because you got to hit it straight there. It's super straight, super. You better straight. hit it straight. Yeah. That's not our kind of golf course. So, what are we left with at this point? Wingfoot, you know, we can just hit it really far and into the rough and just gouge it out of the rough onto the green. It's, this is this is our this is our winning strategy. I mean, it seems like that's the type of golf that that we're most suited to play, which is incredibly boring. And you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to watch that. Do you want to watch that? I mean, that wasn't fun. To watch. No, but I would go to, I would go to places where there hasn't been a major recently. I'd go to crooked stick. If you know, I mean, there's a course that you just have to mash it. I mean, you know, that's why daily won there. Um, and you know, but that's going back to 91. None of these people played, you know, that was, I believe that was the last time there was a major crooked or any tournament for that matter. Crooked stick. So you know, that'd be one. I don't know. Go to Peachtree. If we're going to bow down to Bobby Jones, go to Peachtree in, in Georgia. I mean, that's a big parkland course, you know, that suits, I think, suits more the American game. That is certainly, that is the antithesis of a Lynx course, um, you know, or, or a place like that. Southern um, Hills. You know, or go to, K- well, but Southern Hills, you know, I go to a Kays Valley before I would go there. I mean, that's a course. Mm-hmm. Look at who the two people who were in that right. playoff. You're right. All right. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. The David Giffords, whatever he's doing now of the world, are not going to go crush Caves Valley. Um, and, you know, that's a course that's both not, I mean, it is now a little more, but, you know, I'm just picking courses that suit the big, sometimes crooked American game and that aren't well known to the Europeans. Uh, instead, we're going to a Lynx course where, um, although as you and I've talked about, I think it's a faux Lynx course because I think it more looks like a Lynx course. I don't think it really plays. It doesn't have the right turf to play like a Lynx course, but be that as it may, they're all familiar with it. And, you know, they played multiple majors there. I mean, what are we doing? I, I, I just don't think it's smart golf. And, you know, and I don't disagree with you about the West Coast, but the, the arguments you're going to get, and this is, you know, is that, well, you know, if we add three hours and go into the Western time zone, now we're eight hours apart from Europe. 
as opposed to five, and that's going to hurt our ratings. Um, so, you know, that, that, I think that's the answer you would get. I don't find that as compelling, and neither do you, but that's the answer you'd get. And I think that's why for Ryder Cup, I have to go back. I can't think of one that's been, am I missing one? I can't think of one that's been on the West Coast. No, I think the closest it's been is Hazeltine. Right. They've had one in the central time zone, yeah. um, you know, and, and obviously this one will be as well. But, you know, throwing an extra two hours, I guess, from the time zones from the central to the West Coast would, I think, they feel like eight is a, too, a bridge too far to get the European viewers. But um, give me yeah, I, that, that's what I would do. Larry, give me a, uh, a stinker and a star for each team. Oh, I think Scotty's going to stink. Um, uh, if, if you couldn't tell, I felt that way already. Yeah. Um, a, a star for the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Jordan. I, I just do. I th- I, th- I think he's going to. I would say I, I think Jordan. I really do. Um, I think you know. Here's the other thing. You talked about putting. I mean, you know. JT's putter, I, JT's a wonderful ball striker, but putting, Colin Morikawa is, you know, phenomenal ball striker. Putting, I mean, yes, he made those critical putts mm-hmm. coming down the stretch at the British Open, but I mean, I, I don't think, I think putting's the weakest part of his game. Um, and I, and, but I think Jordan just holds so many goddamn putts. I mean, you saw the stats that came out. It's I mean, amazing. I'm it's amazing, right? Amazing. Six of the it's last amazing. eight years, I mean, just amazing, um, and and I think he re- I think he takes this seriously. I yeah. think he relishes this stuff. Um, so that's sort of my. Um, and if I need a runner-up stinker, it's Tony Fina. Um, but um, uh, but I think Jordan will be the star. Um, the European team, um, you know, I mean, Rom is playing so well. Um, I, I can't imagine him not being a leading light for them. Um, and I think he, you know, appreciates the history with Seve and, and, you know, being from Spain. And I, I just think, I th- and he's an emotional guy to start with. Um, I think he will be um, uh, the ace, at least one of the stars for them. Um, if I had to pick someone who I don't think is going to be a star for the Europeans, I'm not a big Paul Casey guy. Um, Cause I think he's another one that has had a career littered with opportunities where he doesn't, you know, close the deal. Um, I don't think he's a very good putter. Um, and I don't think he's a good pressure player. Um, and so I could, I would sort of could see him being, you know, one of the stinkers. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, um, I'll go against everything I believe in. Um, I'm going to say <laughs> that only because of horses for courses, I think DJ is going to going to be very good on the American side. I think yeah. it's a golf course that he's played well on and suits him well. Yeah. And I, I think he's, it makes sense to me that he would have a good week there, you know. Um, the stinker on that side, I. That's it's a it's 
I can see reasons. I think Kepka will struggle. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think he cares about this particular event. Now I love the guy, you know, I like all, a lot of his shenanigans. I enjoy, but I, I think it's, <laughs> I call it a tie between him and Bryson for the two, for the stinker awards on that. I mean, the golf course absolutely is conducive to both of them playing well because they hit it so far, but it really is exactly both. But I don't think Bryson's a great putter, and I just don't know if Kepka cares about this event very much. So, on the European side, I think Westwood's going to struggle. He's not been playing great of late, you know, it's just not quite. I think he he had his, you know, was peaking early in the year, and it's sort of, I don't know, it seems to be going down a little bit. And then, you know, Fleetwood's had a horrible, not a horrible, he has not played as well as he, as he can play until recently. So going on form, I'm going to take Fleetwood to get, to get things going on the European mm. side. So those are my predictions. I, it's hard not to think that Rom's not going to have a dominant week because the guy's just a absolute stud, but I don't know. I like Fleetwood. I think Fleetwood's going to have a good week, and I, I just don't see Westwood playing that well. I don't think he'll play that much either. You know? I don't think he will either. I don't think. I he mean, he's play. putted great all year, but it's just historically it's not been his thing, and I don't think he's played that good of late. So it's going to be great. I mean, anytime Poulter's playing, I'm watching. You know, I love watching that guy play in this event. If it's any other event, I would never watch the guy play. But in this event, I don't know. He He's completely money. gets it. What do you think about picking Sergio? I mean, ball striking wise, the guy's an absolute freak of nature, and he always has been, but he's not a great when he's putting well, he's putting really well, but he can also putt really bad. You know, really badly. I think it's a he he's he's a guy that I would not, if I was a European team, I would not want to see him over a six footer that that, that you had to no. make. He would not be. I wouldn't guy. want him over a three footer. He had to make. I, I know. I, 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 I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, Serge is going to hit a lot of putts where he hits it down there, and he he kind of sheepishly looks over. He's waiting, you know, for the. That's good. Yeah, he'll be. He it's not. Waiting. It's not going to come. No, they're going to. They're going to see it. Against Sergio. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Spieth. Well, you don't will, need. Will... If Spieth's within twenty feet, you're just like just pick it up. It's good. It's incredible how many times he holds from distance. Pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I, I think if you had him and Cantlay together, I think that's a seriously devastating team. They both they both make everything. I would not want to play that team. You know, think how good you'd have to hit it to beat that team, right? Like you'd have to hit it really good. And what's interesting to say about Morikawa because, like, I, I know his coach real well. He's he's a good friend of mine and. You know, I mean, Collins ball striking is, you know, is, is as world-class as it gets. And the putting has been much better this year. It's why he's won golf tournaments this year. But it, he definitely struggled at the end. You know, he had, from what I understand, his back issue is not an issue. But he did not play well at Tour Championship. You know, did not play well at East Lake. That's the last thing that he's played in going into this tournament. I think it's the first time maybe in – in his professional career that he's been down a little in terms of how he's playing. He was not hitting it good. He's, he's struggling. So tough place to find your footing, you know, is, is in a Ryder cup is to find some purchase to stand on. And I don't know, you know, it, I love those types of stories because it gives you an opportunity to see if a guy 
you know, can find a way when he's not doing his thing real well. You know, when he's not, I mean, the guy's a great ball striker. What if he's not hitting it well? You know, I mean, he proved certainly that he can get up and down because he made every single putt this year to hoist another major championship. But it's a whole other animal, man, in that competition because it just it feels like a completely different level of stress and pressure. I'm sure. It is no doubt the most pressure they feel in any in any event. I think I think we've seen enough evidence of that. Mm. Um, we've seen major champions just melt down. Um, so um, it's it's unique in that regard. Well, it'll be fun to watch. Um, God, we're both picking the Europeans. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's very unpatriotic, but I'm sp- speaking clearly from the analyst perspective and not. Uh... Oh, as am I. I hope the Americans win. I just, you know, I act like I said, I look at this European team. It looks really strong. I I just want to see see it be, I want it close. I want it close. I want to watch guys perform under the gun, you know, with that level of stress and pressure. That's what makes it so interesting. And if it's not close, it's not nearly as compelling, you know? I mean, I think that's the, and anytime there's one of these team things, you want to see it, you know, coming down to the last few matches and singles and, you know, somebody stepping up and finding a way to get it done and, and all that it just makes it so fun when you're, when you're watching, like can't imagine, right. Trying to hit a shot under that kind of stress and pressure and being able to execute, you know, that's why these guys are the best players in the world. But if it doesn't get that close, then it doesn't, I don't know. Well, the Americans are down five going to single. So, okay. Yeah. We're going to go out and win, you know, we're going to win 10, four, or I'm sorry, uh, eight, eight, four in singles and lose by one, you know, I mean, just you're not going to make up a lot of ground. No. It's, everybody's too good. Not that much ground. Not that no, much you ground. can't make it. Can't make that up. You better stay within a point and a half, pretty much the whole way, or you're going to yeah. be in trouble. You know, you start getting down two, and I mean, you have a great session, three and one, and you're tied again. But how many times does three one ever happen? And it doesn't happen that often. It seems to happen against us more than it's happening against for us. us. Usually, usually in the alternate format. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we don't have guys that can make putts, you know. We we we. Phil Mickelson shouldn't, as much as he's a great putter, should never have been playing in any other format, other than four ball, because he hits it too erratically. You know, you can be a great putter, but if you know you're putting for par, you know, from twenty feet, it doesn't really matter. I mean, at some point that's not going to work. I mean, it's the guys that can hit the. You, you just want guys that are steady. I mean, have you played a lot of four ball? No, I mean four balls. One foursomes is a whole, whole other issue. Playing foursomes, you know, four balls fun. Four balls, let it go. Get two guys. Yeah, no. Two balls I mean, the play. only time I played alternate shot was when I used to play with my dad in the father son tournaments. And I will tell you, um, and this, I mean, my dad's who taught me the game, and you know, who he played with all the time, and playing in an alternate shot tournament. I felt more pressure mm. than anything else. It's and it, it's just something like you know. I sort of feel like if I hit a crooked drive, I want to be the one to go have to hit it, you know, and make a really good recovery shot or whatever. Try to, and the notion of sort of putting someone else in a position. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a psychological thing, but it's just. And it was my dad. I mean, but you know, <laughs> so it's not like it was you know just some other person. I would just, I just felt such pressure in that stuff. Um, and um, it's a hard format and we don't play it very much over here. 
ever. I mean, we play a lot of two-man four ball, right? Because it's four fun. For sure, yeah. That we do. But we don't ever play foursomes, ever. I don't ever play foursomes. You know, it's it's just not an... And, and I think that it really does come down to like when you hit a bad shot, how your other guy, how your teammates responding to your crappy shot, you know, like, you know, my mom had a rule in tennis when we were used to play doubles. She's very competitive like I am. And she would say, don't ever apologize to me. I don't want to hear it, you know, because that means I'm going <laughs> to that means I'm going to have to apologize to you and I'm not going to do that. You know, we both know we didn't mean it. So let's just play. And it's kind of like the attitude you have to play with, you know, it's like that, but she's got, you know, my mom, she's not mad at me when I hit a bad shot because she wants to win too. And she knows I would, I do too. And I know there's a certain understanding. It seems like on the European tour that they're going to find a way to get it, to get it done. That's I, I, for I, sure. And I, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That. The only thing I just want to add about the four the foursomes is, I mean, the quintessential example of not acting like your mom, which is a, your mom acting in a positive way there. I just can never get out of my head that Tiger Phil last hole at, was it o- Oakland Hills, wherever that was, where, you uh-huh. know, Phil hit it like 80,000 miles offline. And that look that Tiger gave him. And I mean, it was, you could just feel the chill in the air. And, um, you know, that's not how to be a good team. But, um, but I think Tiger uh, understood that he had an advantage over Phil in the tournaments that mattered to him the most, which were the majors, if sure. he kept him down. Yeah. You know, it was an advantage. I don't think the Europeans are ever thinking that way. No, they're not thinking that way at all. They're, that's all the team. All the team. And, and that's not how we generally think. Well, we will see what, what Wisconsin um, reveals to us. But if I have to hear that Ole 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 song one more time, I'm gonna. I hate that song. I know. It, it's just super annoying. I think we need to come up with something else. And I'm glad Bub is not there because then we don't have to have the first tee. You know, with like the Solheim Cup, they did that where everybody makes noise on the first tee, and it's this whole thing. And then we hook it in the front bunker, and we lose the first hole. You know, in the we hit it in the left bunker off the first tee. I don't understand the mentality there. Like, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Like it was. Isn't it enough that you're playing in the Solheim Cup or in the Ryder Cup? Do we have to have the crowd making noise too on the first hole because that's somehow manly or macho or courageous that this is what we do now? I so stupid. Just go play. Go play. Go play and win. Be like one of the Norwegian women on the Solheim Cup team and just shut up and play because they were really good. They were great. Or Leona McGuire. I want to be like Leona McGuire. Better than good. They were great. They were nailed. They were. It was they fun were to watch. Yeah. Fun to watch. Well, all right. Well, I want to see you on the course soon, Larry. We have. Uh, yeah. We have business to do. We do have business to do. We have business to do. I'm playing again, so I'm ready for you. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm gonna. Have, well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some more tips from you, Brady. I. This has been great. Um, we will. Uh, I'm. We have this recorded, so we will know. Uh, I'm going to keep track of who our goats and our stars and our team are, and we'll we'll see what it does. But as usual, Brady, it's been terrific. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me, buddy. Okay, take care. Yeah.